Welcome to the F3 QSource podcast with your host, Professor Z. I want to ask you a question. How do you know what you know? I, I want you to think on that because that is the essence of what our lesson for this week is. Last week and in our first episode, we talked about prayer. What was the value of prayer? We discussed the what, what question. But with all of this comes a question of knowledge. Where do we get our knowledge from? How do we know what we know and how do we know what we believe? As leaders in each of our respective fields, think about how you gather new information. You may read, you may talk with others, it may be through experience, maybe it's through trainings, but there's some source of knowledge that's coming in. Now, this week in our lesson, we're going to talk about the topic of study. There's been much discussion around this idea of faith and the meaning of that, but and I think we've covered quite a bit, regardless of what your faith or your religion or your belief system, whatever that is, you know, that's for you. But how do we know that our belief system is something that we want to believe in? And we do that through study. Our lesson this week starts with a subtitle of The Acceleration of Faith Requires a Belief System. So we can say, I'm a Christian, I'm a Muslim, I'm, you know, fill in the blank. Well, how do you know? Well, because I've studied, I've learned, I've read. There's a purpose, there's an intention there that I believe in. And I want to say this because I'm going to say this multiple times today. It's not a right or a wrong. And I really want us to think about that. It's not a right or a wrong. I am not here, nor do I believe F3 or any of our groups are here to tell you what is right and what is wrong. Instead, we want to respect, be open, be willing, and support each other because we want to learn. We want to create an environment where we can study with each other. And again, we can do that through a number of means, whether that is reading on our own, whether that's through conversations our experiences. Again, I go back to how do you learn something new? We know that skillful leaders have the ability to visualize, to share, and to restate things in a manner that allows for followers to take information in. But ultimately, if we truly want to be invested and develop a strong belief into something, then we have to study. We have to learn. I mean, you know, think about it. What leads a person to go to Christianity? What leads a person to go to, uh, you know, the Quran? What, what leads a person to go to this? Well, we learn, right? We hear about it. Maybe we're influenced through our parents, our families. But regardless, we don't just stop there. We don't just simply say, oh, you know, so-and-so told me about this, so I, I must be that. Because the next question is, well, tell me about that. 
Tell me the connection points for you. And the only way we can really identify that and define it is if we invest and we focus on study. Because if we're going to have a belief, that means we have an understanding or we have an idea of what that is. I would actually pull that back and say it's not just an idea. We have a belief. We have an understanding. You know, if I were to say, oh, this is the route you want to go, well, how so? Well, in my experience. So we have to have a knowledge. We have to have understanding. And study is how we get that. There's an element that I share in my, you know, daytime work. I do a lot of training and development, and there's an element that I share with really anybody who will listen. And that is considering our viewpoints. Now, I'll walk through what the viewpoints are because there's three main elements. And from there, I'll share with you why I believe these are important. And the reality is it's up to you then to decide, you know, I agree with that. That makes sense. That's something I can connect with or hmm, not so much. I don't know what this guy is talking about. I don't agree with what he's saying. And that's okay. That is okay. So let me get into the viewpoints here. The viewpoints are made up of three things. First are assumptions. Now, assumptions are those things we believe to be true, whether or not we have all of the facts. Many times we have parted out stories. There are gaps. And our assumptions and our beliefs and our ideas and our thoughts fill in those gaps. Many times and you know, very often our assumptions are what guide our emotional response. Building on that, and the second element is perception. Where do we get our perception or perspective? I've heard it both ways. But where do we get our perspectives from? Generally speaking, we're going to get our perspectives from life experience. To bring this one to life, if I were to tell you, this is how I grew up. You know, I, uh, I was born and raised in Minnesota. I went to college in Missouri. Uh, got married, moved back to Minnesota, lived in Wisconsin, and now I live in Texas. Just that detail, that very surface-level detail alone, if I were to ask each and every one of you who are listening, tell me about your upbringing. Where have you lived? We're not going to have the same thing. And then if we break it down into the life experiences that we have, even if you and I were siblings, we're going to see things different. Our lives are going to be viewed through a different lens. And again, it's not right or wrong, but it's our reality. So we started out with our assumptions, and then we've got our perceptions, perspectives. So our assumptions are going to be the first filter, and then we go to our perspective to make a determination around how do we want to begin responding. And the third layer of this is expectations. Expectations are just that. What is it that you expect of me? What is it that I expect of you? As leaders, we need to be intentional about sharing our expectations, making sure those that are accountable to us know what is expected of them. Now, in personal relationships and even in passing more public 
experiences, it's going to be difficult to say, you know, you know, excuse me, can you move over? Uh, the reason I'm asking you to do that is because my expectation is I'm walking faster than you, so get out of my way. Now, again, we're not going to go to that depth, but if I'm in a relationship with somebody, work relationship, friend, spouse, significant other, whatever, then I need to ensure that I am providing the expectations that I have. And at the same time, I also need to be open to hearing the expectations of the other. So our viewpoints are made up of assumptions, perceptions, and expectations. When we have a situation, we will automatically make assumptions. From there, our perspective or perception is going to determine what are we going to do with that information, and then our expectation is going to determine the emotional response. I believe that viewpoints are essential to the relationships that we have. I believe viewpoints are one of the main reasons why we see relationships struggle. We all have and make assumptions. We all have perspectives, and we all have expectations. I mean, think about it. Think how many food choices there are out there. Think of how many different electronic stores, you know, general purpose stores. I need to go get hangers. Where do you go? Right? Some people may say, oh, I'm going to go to Walmart. Some people may say, I'm going to go to Target. Others may say, I'm going to go to fill in the blank. Why? We have preferences, right? I like to do this. You like to do that. It's not right or wrong, but it's our reality. But how do we know that? How do we know that it's our expectation? Well, we learn. We study. We pay attention to our experiences. Did I like that? Did I not? Am I open to hearing what other people are saying or am I not? And we have to be aware of those viewpoints because, again, they can make a significant impact on the depth of our relationships. And that's where I see it connecting back to the faith element. Again, it doesn't matter, nor should it matter. I honestly believe that, nor should it matter. I was raised in a certain way, and I have my beliefs because they were the influences around me. I can't expect that somebody who I never grew up with, somebody that wasn't a part of my family, somebody that wasn't a part of the same influences that I had, I cannot expect them to think the same way I do, to believe the same things I do. I mean, think about that. Listen, listen to this. I cannot expect somebody who didn't grow up with me, somebody who didn't have the same influences as me, somebody who didn't have the same opportunities as me. I can't expect them to have the same beliefs as I do. I mean, when you hear that, it's like, well, yeah, of course. But then I'm going to push back and say, now, how many times have you expected? You should have known that. You know, how many times have we said to someone, what are you doing? That doesn't make any sense. You should have known not to do that. You should have known that fill in the blank. And so I, I hope that kind of leads to, oh, you know, some awareness there to say, well, you know, have I been a little too specific in my expectations? So let's bring this back to our, our main topic. And again, you know, as you're thinking about the viewpoints, if you agree with me, cool. If not, cool. 
you know, and that's kind of the beauty of it. And I think if we looked at a lot of decisions that people made as, yeah, I agree with it or I don't. Okay, that's fine. But I respect what you do. Just respect what I do, right? You know, it makes me think of I was having a conversation with my supervisor the other day. There was an author that we were talking about. And I have a number of this author's books, and this happens to be an author that my supervisor does not like. And we jokingly brought up this author, and he was just like, oh, yeah, you know, the person who steals everyone's ideas. And I said, why look at it like that? And he goes, well, that's because that's what he does. Okay, well, again, this is part of his belief system. So I'm like, okay. And then he, you know, pulled off one of his books from my bookshelf and goes, look at you are funding a gentleman who steals other people's ideas. And I looked at him and I said, but you also have that book, <laughs> right? And he said, I don't know how you can use somebody like this who takes other people's ideas. And my response was simply because I don't look into it that much. And here's what I mean by that. If somebody disagrees or gives a perspective that's different from mine. Okay. If they say something that I'm like, you know, I've heard this over here, regardless. Okay. I mean, what value is it going to bring? And, and there absolutely are situations where there's massive value in being able to say, well, hold on a second. We got to debate this. We need to discuss this. We need to learn more or as our lesson this week says, study more. But Back to the point of somebody who we may disagree with, why get worked up over that? Why, why allow somebody else's beliefs to so heavily impact our own? Because if you think about what we believe in, that's our core. That's our foundation. So who are we to say that somebody else's core and foundation is wrong? Instead, if we were to approach this with an open mind and say, let me hear more. I would love to know more. You know, this talk reminds me of one of my favorite authors who wrote a book that's titled On Dialogue. His name is David Bohm, B-O-H-M. And the whole premise of his book is to talk about the difference between discussion and dialogue. And he, I'll try and summarize it here, but essentially what it is is discussion is me getting my ideas out there, my thoughts, my viewpoints, and wanting to get points for me, right? I want to be right. I want people to agree with me. It makes me feel good. Hey, I know what I'm talking about. I want people to agree with me. But then there's another element, which is dialogue. And dialogue is different in the sense of I'm going to share my thoughts, my beliefs, my ideas, and then I'm going to be open because I'm going to set those off to the side. I'm going to be open because I want to hear what you think. I want to hear what your dialogue is. And from there, once everybody has shared their dialogue, then we can determine which pieces of each dialogue do we want to take so we can move forward? You know, it's, this is a direct connection to decision-making. How do we make a decision to go left or right? That may be too easy, but 
you know, think about work. How do you know the decision you're making is the right decision? So I, I you know, and I don't want to get too far off of off of the main trail here because that's a rabbit hole for me and I could get on my soapbox. But the bottom line is if we want to be able to elevate our own faith, then we have to study. If we want to accelerate our beliefs, our foundation, then we have to study. You know, in the article, it's or in the lesson for this week, I'm going to read a little bit here where it says law, medicine, or anything else that is practiced must be approached as a learned pursuit. So think about it. If you are in law, how frequently do the laws change? Well, a lot. There's unique you know, changes, there's interpretations that are constantly going. You can't just take the bar, go to school, take the bar, and then be done, right? You have to be able to continue studying. You have to continue learning. We have to know that our learning and our understanding is ever-evolving. And I think about uh, myself as a, as a certified executive and professional coach. You know, yeah, I went through a program. Yeah, I went through a credentialing process, but my learning doesn't stop. Every client that I work with is different. There's always something to learn from other people. And so as a coach, I need to constantly be learning and I need to constantly be paying attention to the interactions that I have with my clients. So faith is a person's right relationship with his creator. And it is also a practice. Again, you can't just say, I believe A, and then, all right, I'm done. I'm good. If we're not willing to study and to learn and to challenge our thinking, then we really run a strong risk of becoming a mascot. And again, if you remember in the last episode, a mascot is a person who can talk the game but can't act the game. So if we want to be able to grow as men, as leaders, then we have to challenge ourselves. We have to study. We have to read. We have to learn. I think about our our workouts that we have. And I have learned a tremendous amount about myself over the last several weeks. I've learned that I can do things I didn't think I could I've learned that with commitment and hard work, I can get better. I've learned that my resistors, for example, such as I want to go back to bed or I really don't want to do this, grow stronger the longer you do this. And so having that awareness means that I need to stay on top of it and be open. And I need to be able to remind myself and I need to continue studying to learn how do I overcome this? How do I grow knowing I have these influencers around me? So I want to encourage you as you're thinking about how you can apply this lesson to your day in and day out life. I'll phrase it this way. In every interaction that we have, we bring viewpoints. And those viewpoints include our assumptions, our perceptions, and our expectations. 
I would encourage you to spend some time thinking about what are the assumptions that you're making? What perceptions or perspectives are you bringing? And what expectations do you have of others or that situation? And how is that influencing how you respond? Additionally, I would encourage you to challenge yourself to learn something new. If you're the type of person who prefers to watch people, there's a lot to learn. You can learn about how people deal with conflict. You can learn about how people interact with others. But be intentional. Pay attention. Because there's lessons all around us. Be proud of what you believe. I'm going to say that again. Be proud of what you believe. And I encourage you to be open and to be willing to talk to others. Continue studying the things that you believe. But then talk to others. And when somebody brings a different viewpoint or a different idea that you might not agree with, remind yourself. Be open. Be willing to hear what they're saying. Because if we're willing to do that, if we're willing to turn the art of study into each of the interactions that we make, just think of the growth that we can have. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of the QSource podcast. Again, I'm your host, Professor Z. And should you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me at jason at slicoaching.net. Until next time, see you in the gloom.